Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com. And listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. Let's get into our weekend recap, brought to you by our friends over at Beauty Status. You can find them online at www.beautystatushky.com or social media on Twitter, Instagram at Beauty Status. They are a Minnesota hockey apparel company based out of Minnesota. They they do a great job making sweatshirts, t-shirts, lids, stickers, flags, banners for your man cave, just really authentic, genuine apparel. And if you are a hockey fan around Minnesota, you'd be dumb not to check out their stuff. Tom over there, he went to UND. He runs Beauty Status, started it in college. He's a beauty himself, does a great job. Um, you know, he, he puts his life, he puts his life, his work, his sweat, his tears into this stuff. And he just does a great job at creating some apparel for the, for the, local or you know any hockey fan out there just does a great job and i'd like for you guys to check out their stuff you know we're gonna we're gonna have their stuff plastered up on our walls here behind us in the studio so you guys can see firsthand if you watch on youtube but they just do a great job at uh you know being creative with their stuff and you'll find if you visit their website or their socials they have some really, really exciting stuff, and, and he drops, you know, new stuff for every season, so just keep an eye out for that, but please go visit Beauty Status at www.beautystatushky.com. All right, let's get into our weekends now here. Did anyone get up to anything good, Ols? you do anything? Actually, you know what, before, I, before you say something, I did see some snaps and instagram stories of what you got up to and it seems to me you got back to that smiling moose place yeah and from what i saw your hips and legs might be a little sore because they were moving out there on the dance floor you know that's a that's a usual uh <laughs> occurrence <laughs> once they get moving they never stop you know how it is but uh yeah that northeast uh moose bar and grill hell of a karaoke spot uh, we hit that up again this last weekend, and we had a grand old time. <clears throat> I made a bet with my my BDM at work. He's like, I bet you 20 bucks you have a beer. And I was like, ah, no, I'm trying to take it easy. Sure enough, bowling on Saturday leads to the Northeast Moose <laughs> Bar and Grill. <laughs> and I had about 32 beers, so oh, I lost that 20 bucks. It's good, it's good count. Also, um, I did forget to say, you know, my name is Gage Osmus. I'm joined by Trevor Olson, Jack Mason. Um, I would say special guest, but he is a gopher, an alumni of the Gophers, so it's, uh, he's just a guest today. Justin Cluse, former captain of the Gopher hockey team. Cluser, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. You do anything good over the weekend? What you know, anything transpire there? Uh yeah, I ended up in North Minneapolis as well at a bar called the Loop. Oh, oh yeah, you guys been there? You know the spot? Great establishment. Yeah, 
Uh, we were down there. We were uh, went down for the T Wolves game, and it ended up being a bar closed shift. So yep, yep. Sure, Closer sure. down there, <laughs> yeah. you know, just standing the mosh pit of people. Yeah, yeah. It was a night. Maybe wait two hours to get your next drink, <laughs> but <laughs> it's great. You know, you're getting bumped into people watching. Yeah, exactly. No, it was. Uh, so I actually had an all time bad move because we were watching the T Wolves game. The whole bar was kind of vibing for it, and it was. If you guys watch that game, they kind of had it for most of the game, and then, but I bet the under mid game, <laughs> so because the T Wolves are winning when, and I'm like, I gotta get some, I gotta get in on the action, yeah, and yeah. I bet the under, so it was kind of like I was cheering against the crowd the whole night, yeah. but I mine hit and everyone else lost that was been on the T Wolves, so I kind of walked away happy. Yeah, you know the Wolves lose mm, tough. But then you win the bet, and you're like, oh, fuck, it's good night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as much as you want to root for the Timberwolves, and it's fucking awesome to see yeah. it. Hey, that's your money. That's your bet. That's why you do it. I always try to hedge those Minnesota Vikings games, you know, maybe bet on the other team. It's like, if they lose, yeah. yeah. I already won. I guess I won some money. But if they win, I'm not mad about me losing the money. It's yeah. like the Vikes exactly. won. So, yeah. you know, you always try to put yourself in those win-win situations, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what you're looking for. Mace? Get up to anything good? Do some frolfing? Yeah, only uh, one round, though, this weekend. But it happened to be, like, my best round of the year. Went negative seven, so I was pretty psyched about that. Oh, baby. Wow. guy's we, a horse. We got to get, go. get out in the course with Mace one of these times and try to hustle some people. Like, yeah, we're brutal. <laughs> just started. Yeah. Never we, played before. You guys want to play for 50? <laughs> Take this guy on right here. <laughs> I'm actually caddying for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's never played before? Why has he got a bag? Why well, he's taking it seriously for his first time. He's going to be invested. I do actually have a froth bag, which is kind of nerdy for me to say, but I do have one. That's right. I have my own bowling ball and shoes, so it's <laughs> all good. Then on uh, Thursday and Friday, I went to the two wild games. Those are really fun. And then on Saturday, I went over to one of my buddies' houses, and we just got drunk and played pool, so it was a good night. Play some billiards. Pool shark. Yeah. Throw a dollar or 12 down. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say about my weekend. Stayed in. Um, did nothing. It's kind of the first time in a long time where I did nothing on either Friday or Saturday. But, and, and I mean, I woke up Sunday and I was just buzzing around, getting <laughs> shit done. Felt amazing. It felt amazing. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, God, it's kind of like Happy Gilmore after he gets that hole in one. He's like, I should just try to do that every time. <laughs> Sitting there like, oh, I should just try to feel good every Sunday. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but then you get to Friday and Saturday. Usually. But you know yeah. what? We got a big boxing match coming up this Saturday. So, <laughs> sorry, Sunday. <Yeah>. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into our hypotheticals here. First one, I wanted to go over our morning routine, nightly routine, and which one you kind of prefer and would rather have. Um you know, what do you do when you get up in the morning to start your day? And what do you do at night? Um, I feel we all have kind of routines that we do. Um, everyone's probably different. You know, there's people who look at the mornings as like, you know, they take advantage, watch the news, read some, read the newspaper, have a cup of orange juice, maybe. Um, but what do you guys do in the, you know, what do you guys do in the mornings? Clues fire away. Ah. Uh... Nothing special. Um, I'm definitely like whoever says they get up and the first thing they do is not look at their phone 
I think they're full of shit. Like, 100%. What have I missed? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably nothing, but I'll I'll uh, check in. Uh, but nothing uh, as far as I'll just, you know, if I got to be, if it's like during the season, got to be at the rink at 9, I'm probably rolling out of bed at 8.15, make a quick breakfast. Uh, obviously, brought, brush the jibs. And, what's the breakfast look like? Is it kind of tritty or is it different every day? Uh, I'm streaky, so yeah. uh, I'll go like breakfast sandwich like egg ham or egg oh. bacon or then i'll i'll go to like an egg scramble or something yeah, yeah sound like fucking delicious mm-hmm. yeah i mean my my morning i definitely i definitely favor the evenings more my morning is wake up brush my teeth maybe take a shower maybe not <laughs> and walk out the door that's it that's it yeah that's sure. it Okay. Maybe get a, you know, get some type of caffeine in me. I like doing the packets of Celsius because I used to be a big coffee drinker, which I still do love coffee, but um, I don't eat breakfast anymore, really. So now if I drink black coffee in the morning, it's just jitters for two hours or so. But if I drink these Celsius packets, there's no jitters. It's weird. It, it, the caffeine must come from something different. I don't know why it's different, but it is. We'll get you hooked up with uh, some Duluth coffee. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe they can solve my problem. <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss that on, better a, up on there, a later right? date. But yeah. uh, All right. Yeah, my morning routine is pretty simple. I set my alarm for 7.30. I snooze it twice. Yep. That first one goes off, no fucking chance. I'm not a bad. <laughs> I like that you bring that up. You know, you set your alarm and you snooze it twice. Smart. I've got two alarms. Do you? So I got 6 a.m. and 6.30. The 6 a.m. one wakes me up and I'm like, okay, I got 30 more minutes to lay here and be a pile. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. Great, it's great the, 30 it's minutes. Like the, it's the best 30 minutes ever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is great. And then once 6.30 hits, that 30 minutes is up and it's like, fuck me. Fuck, it's go time. That was, are we sure... Are we sure my clock's right? That wasn't 30 minutes. That felt like, like seven minutes. <laughs> well, I I have my snooze set to nine minutes, so it's not like I'm just like being yeah. a slug back there for another hour. I go nine-minute intervals, then I look at my phone after that second one, do some TikToks. Shit it is fucking addicting, man. Terrible. T- horrible, but it's so fucking mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. It's, it's the... Have we already yeah, went over this? I so think it's so. Like, it's like, you know, like you got... You got Twitter, it's kind of like the marijuana. You got the Instagram, it's kind of, you know, maybe some booze or whatever. And then yeah. you got you got TikTok and it's pretty much meth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, once you once you try it, you are probably addicted from the start. Yeah. So just maybe not try it and if you do, you're going to be addicted. Oh, that's that's wild, but I've yeah, I agree. I've never done meth, but <laughs> never tried it. I can I imagine. Mean, yeah. you, you can imagine, you know, like everyone everyone grows up hearing about meth in school like don't do meth. As soon as you do it, your life is over. And everyone knows that. And obviously the people who do it, you know, they do it the first time and they're like, "God damn it." My life is over if I keep doing this. But I'm going to fucking keep doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it must be great. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be unbelievable. <laughs> Don't do meth. Um, <laughs> then I uh, then I do a couple uh, cups of coffee. I, I'm not a big breakfast guy. Um, <clears throat> then I brush the jibs and I get to work. Pretty simple, but... Uh, Mace, what do you got going? 
Uh, I got a pretty simple one. Uh, I wake up at my first alarm, surprisingly, but that's only because I'll usually end up falling asleep in the shower or falling asleep on the couch after I shower. <laughs> so usually I'll get out of the shower, eat food, and then just sleep until like another 30 minutes until I actually have to start working. So. I've got something to counteract this point because we're all trying to get it, you know, we're all trying to better ourselves here. Your your temperature in your morning showers is a little too hot, I think, if you're falling asleep after. If you turn it down and you, you take kind of a cooler shower, wakes you right up, shocks the system, you're ready to go for the day. Yeah, I'll have to try that. I'll have to try that. Yeah, you'll try it one day and hate it and then go back, but <laughs> give it a try at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's not it's not enjoyable. But it works. Wakes you up. Yeah. Okay, what it that's your morning routine that's it just fall asleep at any breakfast I mean, i'll wake up hop in the shower after the shower i'll eat like a breakfast sandwich and then just watch the news until for like 30 minutes and then i'll go upstairs and start working because i just work from home yeah but, that's true it's a little different it actually helps me that i have to get out of the house and and go work um if I had to work from home, I don't know. It'd be a lot different story. That takes some discipline by you guys to actually get after it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I like it, but I also think I prefer going to the office. Yeah. You get a social interaction. Yeah. Otherwise, know, I just sit in a dungeon, you know, like in yeah. a room and play on the fucking computer all day. Well, yeah. yeah. Kind of just feel like a robot typing yeah. into a screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in the office two days a week, and I absolutely need it. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to survive a full five days working from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd just be brutal. I'd be the same way. How about how about the night shift here? What do you guys What do you guys do before you go to bed? What's the typical evening look like for you guys? So um, to Olsa's point, I am a TikTok before bed guy. Yeah. Like I, I try to like not watch it during the day because you get hooked and you're it's like after dinner like seven to nine and you realize holy shit i've been on tiktok for two hours (laughs) so i try to like lock into whatever i'm watching so it's not productive like i'm watching basketball or hockey or fuck a movie but um then when i get in bed like i'll rip like a 10 15 minute tiktok session and uh call it quits yeah it's needed i'm i'm a big uh social media guy get caught up on everything um i I don't watch too many sports unless i'm betting on them Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. I'm a big yeah. uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever I'm watching that day, um, and then I'm out. I sleep terribly. So, do you when you're watching before you go to bed? Are you are you watching TV or Netflix in bed? Like, in bed, you got a TV and, in the yeah. in the bedroom, and I think that's horrible for mm-hmm. my sleep schedule. Yeah, I I, I axed the TV out of my bedroom a couple of, three four years ago. Sleep a lot better. Yeah. I only watch TV on the couch, and then if I'm in my bedroom, it's, you know, for sleeping. Yeah. Um, makes it a little easier, but... It's it's kind of tough, because I have my computer and, like, my workspace in there, too. Yeah. So I spend 90% of my time in my bedroom. Yeah. Even though I might not be sleeping, so <laughs> I don't know. That's it's, true. It's pretty bad setup. That's true. I should probably switch some things up, but... Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy on the morning, nightly routines for me. Yeah, I guess I'm just... Uh, kind of the same sit on the couch turn a tv show on or something that i think i'm going to watch and then you know get maybe two three minutes into it and then i'll pull out the phone (laughs) and then suddenly realize 
why did I start this TV show? I haven't watched it. I'm just on Twitter. <laughs> You're four episodes in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the like, hell this, happened? I, I, the amount of times I have, you know, gotten to my room in the middle, like just gotten to my apartment and in the evening and I sit down on the couch and have to restart the first episode or episode of what I was watching from the start. There was one time I did it five times. I started it five times and I had to restart it five times because I didn't see any of it because I was just on my phone. <laughs> Brutal. So I know Oles has a girlfriend. I'm not Gage. You're mingling. Uh, not just mingling. Yeah, but you know, got something in the works. Perfect. But yeah. Um, but no, what I was saying is so. What you're saying about not watching a movie. So, like, sometimes my wife will pick the movie. And it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. It's, it's hit or miss here. So, like, uh, like how many romantic comedies can you watch kind of thing? So, like, I'll be, like, side-eyeing TikTok on my side. Like, yeah, yeah this is great kind of thing. And uh, But, like, like, TikTok, like you said, the meth thing. Like, I'll be watching TikTok with no sound. Like, I don't even know what's going on. But yeah. I can just, like, I can oh, yeah. imagine, like, yeah. you know, this is probably really good. It's the, the sounds of TikTok, too, that really get you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you turn those sounds on when you're watching the TikTok, like, they got the little noises that kind of, like, you can feel they're hitting some <laughs> part of the brain that's like, that's the addiction part. Yeah. You know, that's making me addicted. <laughs> that's funny you say that about the, uh, how do you decide, you know, because you say you're pro- you're on TikTok when she chooses the movie. Well, She's probably on TikTok when you're choosing the movie as well. You know, that, that's for sure fair. <laughs> I just, man, I don't know. It's one of those, I, I know exactly what she's choosing while we're flowing through. And I'm like, God, just don't see it. Just don't see it. And it's going to be whatever love story with Matthew McConaughey or love anyone you've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely love And that. I actually, romantic comedies are pretty good for the most <laughs> part. But like, if you watch them four or five nights, you know, and even in a month, it's like, come on. <laughs> give, me, give me, give me something new. You know what? At least she's, at least she's giving you a little romantic comedy action. There's, there's some girls out there that just, you know, make you watch full seasons of The Real Housewives. <laughs> True. It could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah, so. I'm not, I'm not a big reality TV guys. Are you guys? Do you like that shit? There are some, some reality TV shows I have liked, like Gold Rush back in the day. <laughs> They used to just, they used to mine for, they used to pan for gold and I loved it. They're just panning for gold up in Alaska. I'm like, this is nasty. <laughs> but then, you know, I'm, I'm also making fun of the desperate housewife watchers, but it's like, you know, if you, if you mentioned I watch gold rush, it's like, oh, it's the same thing. They're both dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've caught myself many times, like making fun of a show but i can't leave the room oh exactly. yeah 100%. like it's got you kind of hooked oh i've watched the real housewives many times <laughs> yeah. and i'm making you know but i i understand why the girls get hooked to it because it is it's they're watching it when i watch it i'm watching it i'm laughing like what idiots <laughs> but i know the girls are watching it like this is nasty. This is so cool. Look at these ladies. Yeah. And I'm just watching like, <laughs> look at these idiots. <laughs> this is what they care about. Yeah. Maddie's watching the, the new uh, uh, season of keeping up with Kardashians or whatever yeah. it's called now on Hulu. And it's like, it's so bad. I like, can't keep my eyes off it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like it, it, whenever it's on, like I end up sitting down, it's it's like, staying it's, hooked. It's so bad. It's so. like a comedy skit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so which one are you guys preferring? Would you rather have your evenings or your mornings? 
I think I would. I'm I'm completely an evening guy. I love my evenings. You know where I just get to sit down and relax. I I do envy those morning people though who take advantage of the morning. You know they wake up early, enjoy their morning, get nestled in, and you know kind of prepare for the day. I feel like that's the route to success. But it's just I love the evenings too much. It's dark. No one's talking to me. You know I'm sitting there by myself, <laughs> just relaxing. Yeah. I agree. Nothing like shutting the mill. Like yeah. after a good day and or even a shitty day. Like nothing like going to bed. My fucking. <clears throat> if you say, I, I mean, I like Gage said. I wish I was a morning guy, but I fucking hate morning. It's just like ah. But maybe that's my routine too. How like, much you know? You just roll over and it's just yeah. like fuck. How man. great would that be though? You know, like I hate this. I hate when people used to tell me, you know, like if you're waking up tired, it means. You know, you didn't get enough sleep or you're not ready. It's like, I wake up fucking tired every day. It doesn't yeah. matter if I slept 14 hours. Yeah, that is How the, the hell truth. am I supposed to change that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we got to ask Mace. We didn't ask you your night routine and which one you prefer. Um. Well, if you guys didn't think I was a psycho already from like two episodes ago with the eating in bed, you're going to absolutely hate my nighting, oh, no. night routine. <laughs> so basically, I'll just... Get in bed around like midnight or something, and then go grab like a bowl of popcorn or something. And then I'm also on the no TV in the bedroom thing purely because I don't like watching TV if my head isn't looking like straight at it. Yeah. So if I'm sleeping like this, I can't see the TV. Oh, so you're a side sleeper. Yeah. So I've thought about putting a TV up just vertically and doing that, but I just use my phone. But. Could you fucking imagine you walk into somebody's room and their TV <laughs> is fucking tilted sideways? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Jack, what do we got going on here? What's going on here? Well, actually, I, I sleep on my side, and that's you know that's me looking at the TV just straight on. I've also thought about putting it up. <laughs> yeah, I've on thought the about. I thought about that too. You know, you get a nice screen right above yeah. your bed and you just lay flat just horizontal yeah. just staring up in the skies watching tv i'm afraid it's just gonna fall on yeah you until you miss the two by four when you drill it in and it fucking drills you right in the nose sleeping someone you're in an apartment someone's banging around upstairs just jiggles out of there and falls down so that's my nightly routine i definitely prefer the nighttime yeah i don't know i just like kicking back Falling asleep. We're all a bunch yeah. of piles. Just hate the mornings, <laughs> love the nights. Yeah, days over. Can't wait to do nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, we'll move on to the next one. Um, kind of thought about this because I was recently talking about some guy how he broke up with a girl in college um, by just not replying to her text messages. <laughs> I don't know how long they were dating, but he kind of just broke up with her. He just never talked to her again. That's it. So I wanted to bring up, you know, what's the breaking point between, you know, how long, how long or how many times you hang out with someone, how long before you're like, "Ah, I got to do this in person rather than text them like, ah, you know, this isn't working out. What's the line there? It's a tough line, you know. It's tough. <laughs> Go ahead. You want me to start? Go ahead. It, it is a it is a tough line. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I've maybe it's just like the fucking sentimental piece of shit that I am. Like if I if I was chatting with a girl, I'm probably going to like have a conversation with them. 
In person. In person. Yeah. Um, if it's been a two or three date thing, no matter what. Uh, may, uh, that's a good point. I would I would say probably four dates. That's where I'll draw draw the line. Four dates. You know, anything before it's a text. Hey, you know, not really feeling it. You know. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, not really feeling it. You know, I wish you the best of luck, but mm-hmm. but I think anything after Is that, that. What you say? You know, not really feeling it. Best of luck. Well, yeah. yeah. I think you're a great person. I just don't think we'd mesh very well. <laughs> yeah. Get hit it's by always hard for me to bring it, you know, I feel like a lot of the times I did it, it wasn't because I didn't like the person. It was kind of just like, ah, you know, this isn't really the right time. I kind of realized I didn't, I don't really want a girlfriend at this time. I think my line is like, if you've been texting your girl like throughout the week, like, oh, when are you free? You know, and like for like a month and you've hung out a bunch of multiple times, then it's like. Maybe talk to her in person, but if you like went on a couple dates, three, four dates with her, and you're not really, and they're on the weekends, you know, and like you're kind of seeing them out, it's like <laughs> yeah. eh, I could probably just, I could probably just send a text message and say, uh, yeah, that's fair. As long as you're saying something, I feel like. Can, and I also, I, I also like the Vinny Chase style, you know. Like, have you ever watched Entourage? Yeah, yeah. So Vinny, you know, he's never broken up with a girl in his life. You know, he talks to girls and then he just kind of lets it fizzle out. You know, like never ends, never really says he doesn't want to hang out anymore, but it just kind of fizzles out. <laughs> so he's like, hey, you know, I've got the door open with all of them. I've never broken up with them. So I kind of like that theory. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of just fizzle it out mm-hmm. a little bit slowly yeah. over time. And then, you know, no one's feelings are hurt. And you're just like, oh, yeah, I kind of just lost touch. You know, I don't know. <laughs> a couple gals out there still think you guys might be dating. Them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking wild. Usually I'm the one left unread. Like, <laughs> at least talk to me, lady. <laughs> Mace, what are your thoughts on this one? The way I see it is, unless they cheated on you, they deserve the respect to be broken up with in person. Good for you, Mace. Ladies. Even if it's like one or two days. Like, are you dating someone, really? If you go grab a coffee and then... What is considered dating? You know, like, nowadays, do you have to ask the girl, like, hey, you know, I'm 27. Do I have to ask your girl, like, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? Like, I'm a fucking high schooler? Like, I did. I did. I fucking asked her. But did you have to? I don't... I feel like it's just an, I, it's just a known, like, you've been hanging out this long. Like, nothing has to be said. Like, we kind of know each other's intentions. Like, I'm with you, Gage. I, th- I think there has to be, at some point, there has to be. Otherwise, there's some fuckery going around, you know? Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> so, I got married last July, and... Um, I would always joke. So like my buddies would be like, so we never had this talk, Maddie and I, and we were obviously dating, but, uh, all my buddies would just be like, you guys are just friends with benefits because you guys <laughs> never had the talk. You never said boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So, and then eventually we got married. So we got a, or we were fiance. So we yeah. had that title, but we never had a title kind of. Yeah, no, we <laughs> just never dated. You know, I just met her and asked her to marry. <laughs> got married. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm on that side. Like. When you're, I think when you're in high school or middle school, it's like, yeah, ask them to be your girlfriend because that's the thing you do. But mm-hmm. at this age, it's like, come on, if you're hanging out that long, you, yeah, you should already know. And if you don't, if you don't know, you're probably not with the right person. <laughs> you know, if you're like, oh, like, are we dating? Well, what do you think? But you I will, like, I will say, there's probably some insecurities in the in the world. Um, 
nowadays where with social media and shit, like I feel there like, is, there you is. know what? Like, yeah. so I don't know if you feel like you fucking really like a person and you're only seeing them or whatever. Why not? Fuck I'm it. not against hurt. it. I'm not against what you did. I think that's good. I just don't think it's, I don't, it, I don't necessary. Yeah, that's fair. It's not a necessity. That's fine. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, now you guys are saying, oh yeah, I want to be talked to in person. Well, think about it the other way. If you're getting dumped by the girl, do you want it in person? Or do you just... Because for me, if if I'm getting dumped by a girl after, you know, three dates and stuff, like, just fucking text me. I, I don't need your explanation in person. Just send me a text saying we're moving on and that'll be it for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Say I, don't want, I don't want to spend that night... You know, planning it out. Oh, yeah, let's hang out. And then I get there and you're like, I, I, I got to talk to you about something. I, I don't think we're working out. Well, well you don't have to waste my night. You Just know, fucking send me a text that's, message. That's a fair point. Just send me a text message, maybe an email. I don't care, but this is a night wasted now. Yeah. <laughs> I was coming here with different ideas in my head and now I'm leaving with nothing. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I maybe that's just the get, that's just me thinking about it that way. No, that's a, that's a good point. It's a good point. Okay, we'll move on. Um, the reason I thought of this was because Klus was over in Russia, and, and I had been over in Russia for a while, just playing playing a couple tournaments. What is, or you're stranded on an island or wherever you're in Russia for a year, which has shit food, by the way. <laughs> What's your first meal when you're back? So if you're on an island for a year and you're eating coconuts and whatever. But you get back to the U.S. It's not your last meal ever, but it's your first meal back in the U.S. where you can have real food that tastes good. So mine, both times I came back, I was in Sweden last year, uh, but Chipotle both times. And I know that's probably really? so that's probably so stereotypical, but there's no Mexican in Russia or Sweden. Like I'm sure there is somewhere, but like you're not getting a burrito. You're not getting tacos unless you're making them at home, yeah. which I wasn't. Um so that's my go-to. Also, like, they do beef over there differently. So you have to be, like, careful where you have um, a burger or a steak. So that's also, like, top of the list yeah. when you get home is going to a good burger joint. Yeah, and I was – both times when I had went over to Russia, it wasn't – to your extent, were you there for a really long time? I had only been over there each time for, like, three weeks. But every time I got back – and this wouldn't be my last meal ever, but every time I got back – Went to either Five Guys or some burger joint and got a burger and fries. Oh. I was just like, dude, I need this real American food. Like, <laughs> I need a burger with some sauce so, and like so fries. I, I've never been over there. They have nothing like that? Dude, I, I don't know because clues to know more. But when I was over there for these tournaments, our breakfast was a cold. It wasn't. It wasn't a sausage. It was like a hot dog. But it was like... <laughs> two inches in diameter yeah cold, sort of, cold, cold cuts and crackers for yeah breakfast. and like crackers and like and uh sunny side up eggs but not like very close to just being a not like an uncooked egg <laughs> and usually by the time you grab them they're just cold as hell it was like the food was just disgusting yeah like, you can understand why they don't have obesity problems over there because no one wants to eat that shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah knowing knowing that because i've never made the the trip over there um i would choose 
uh, fucking Domino's pizza, pepperoni yeah. sausage. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my that's my go to. I'm a religious Domino's guy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Wow. I'm religiously in love with Domino's. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what it is. The crust. I don't know. I throw a little Cholula and a little fucking ranch on there. <laughs> Take it out back. Have some fun with it, closer. <laughs> that is wild. You do not meet a lot of loyal Domino's guys. No, no you, don't. you don't. You don't. And I, I've stuck with it. I've been a Domino's member for many years. I, I respect that because yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, Domino's is even on my radar in that sense. Absolutely not. But stick you to know, your roots if that's. Yeah, I like that though. You know, pizza is one of them. Um, they do kind of have. But they I'm just they saying, didn't really have pizza. Yeah. yeah. If you're Food on an quality, island, yeah. I'm, if you're on an yeah. island, you know, eating nothing, which I pretty much, you know, I was. I don't know. Clues probably got more to talk about what he ate over there, but what cities were you in when you were over there? I was in Moscow and Sochi. So those are like so between those two and St. <laughs> Petersburg are the three best cities. So like, yeah, you didn't like Sochi. It's like they're my. They call it their Miami, which is wild. I which know. was funny because we went there and everyone's you know everyone's trying to you know no this is their this is their vacation spot in russia and we get there and we're like well of course it is this is fucking, <laughs> this is like going to lake superior not even in duluth not even in duluth just on some like small you know like oh it's terrible yeah and we we did go to uh one of their like most luxurious steakhouses or whatever it was kind of thing and um they didn't really have steaks they had like pork chops yeah and they just overcooked the shit out of these pork chops Ugh. so like you know when you you order a pork chop and you, it's overcooked you're chewing one bite for maybe 10 <laughs> minutes you know like just it's a war and then you're and then you're like trying to drink some water to get it down because it's so dry in your mouth and it was it was gross oh uh yeah so that is i mean when it comes to russia like it's like a trickle down so the wealthy cities like moscow and st petersburg they actually can find like a reasonable steak joint yeah. or a burger joint, but I mean, you get outside like the money and it gets it gets sketchy it's quick. Different. Like you're you're a bit scared. Like yeah, yeah, you don't move a lot from the hotel when you're on the road and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, just I, goose burgers. I could <laughs> yeah, tell. Horse, like yeah. they'll get you anything that has meat. They'll freaking throw it on throw it on a bun. Humans. <laughs> This guy just died in a car accident uh, yesterday. Oh, that's <laughs> fucked up. But well, which is I I saw it in Russia. Anything goes in Russia. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. doesn't surprise me. Mace, what about you? I think I'm going a nice like like bowl of twenty wings from the Nook. I love their wings. The MN Wild Wings are just phenomenal. I had them this weekend. I, I love that choice. The with. Nook. I travel to Nook often because I love that place. Well, the yeah. wings are so good. It's insane. I don't know what they do with them. They're just good. They also have awesome cheese curds, I found out. So. Yeah. They dip it in meth. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Crack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I used to love those guys who describe good food. They're eating good food and they're like, Crack. <laughs> What's that? This is crack. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into Clues' career here. Um, kind of pump his tires a little bit. He's the first NHL guy we've had on here who's played an NHL game. Oh, my gosh. Pretty uh, cool. Not a cup of coffee. An espresso shot is what I had. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool, though. I mean, pretty cool. 
Okay, so you're from Lakeville South. At what point? Go Cougs. Go Cougs. You've got some good. <laughs> you've got some good teams in in Lakeville South. Did you did you play Olson? That was he on the team, Cruz? <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. I'm Whoop, glad there you it is. It <laughs> uh, yeah, me and Olson. We actually had quite a few battles growing up. Yeah, like, we did. Every level, it seemed like we would collide, and whether it was a state tournament or. Uh, I don't know, just like a tournament championship or something. Well, even that year that we lost you guys in the state tourney, we went to overtime or tied in the preseason exactly. up in Am- yeah. Amsoil. But yeah, we played against you guys all the way up. We played against you guys in the uh, the mini Ralph mm-hmm. way back in the day. You guys were both in Thief River Falls? Uh, for like a Bantam state tournament or something. Good, something good like for that. Thief River Falls. I didn't know they had teams coming there. Uh, yeah, it was a it's one time thing. I think it was a charity event. Good, good rink though. Yeah. Good rink up in the it, it Falls. Was, it, it was sweet, but yeah, they fucking kicked our ass up there too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, thank you for bringing that. Up. I'm sure there's been a, there's been a little discussion about how Lakeville or Lakeville South feels about Ols on this podcast. <laughs> and yep, 100%. I did back it up, and <laughs> this is funny because. Uh, when he texted me about coming on the pod, I was sitting next to another Lakeville South guy, uh, Joe Freemark, and I'm like, yep. uh, yeah, Gage just asked me to go on the pod. I'm like, uh, and then I brought up Ols, and he's like, because I was wondering, like, I was kind of just rolling with the joke of, yeah, everyone thinks Ols is a douche, but I'm like, yeah, so it's Gage and Trevor Olsen are running it, and yeah, isn't that guy that loser that fucking sell it against us? <laughs> like, just confirmation. Fuck. Just confirmation. Fuck. Yeah, they do. They Oh, fuck. God. <laughs> You know what? I was I was hidden behind my my line mates at Duluth East. I had to you know show that this Trevor Olson kid was here to stay. Bad move. Looking back on it, fuck. <laughs> no, everyone in high school went out of control. Just oh yeah, like from time to time. Oh yeah, what did, especially in that stage? Didn't Tommy Novak do the fucking grenade launcher or something too? Yeah, he did the Tebow to the like grenade launcher. Yeah, yeah. I love the yeah like. Even this year, when the guy from Maple Grove won sections or something, he did the old. He did like four different celebrations. Oh yeah, like the, <laughs> yeah. the bow and arrow on one knee, swipe the ice, <laughs> hit the glass, and then like do a dougie or something. Like it was insane. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that's over the top, but that's so Minnesota high school hockey. It's nasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so you grew up in Lakeville South. Um, at the time, like. Do you know you're pretty good at hockey? You know, if you had this thought, like, you knew, like, I'm going to play juniors, then I'm going to play college. Like, when did you commit to D1? So everything started going. So I was, uh, I don't know, I was always one of the, I guess, top guys for my age in, in Lakeville. But we had, like, between Lakeville North and South, our age was loaded. Like, we had, you know, like, Brady Shays obviously playing for Carolina tonight, and then Charlie Lindgren's in the NHL, and then we had, like, four or five other D1 guys. So you never really felt like, you're, yeah. You never felt like you're like the man kind of yeah. growing up. Like every little kid's kind of got that cocky like yeah. attitude. But um, no, recruiting for me didn't start until my junior year. Uh, elite League, I started talking to some teams. And then I had a good high school season uh, my junior year. And then at the end of the year, um, ended up committing to Minnesota. But I definitely wasn't like I never made any of those selects teams. Like yeah. I was I was like didn't make the district team, which is like. There's like 15 district teams when I was 15. I got axed from that, and then I never made like any of those final teams or anything. We're the same boat there. Yeah, that's 
that I hated that fucking shit. Oh man, can't, can't say the same. I made all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Captain America. Yeah. yeah, went to the fucking program. <laughs> Captain of the Sioux, two years. The perfect yeah. fucking hockey story, right? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, the we perfect. We had to work for it. Eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the perfect, and then a bad ending. But that's all right. <laughs> um, so. You come in after your junior year. What? How do you decide to stay? Because I'm sure Waterloo's, you know, badgering you to come play for them. Yeah. What's, what's the decision to stay? Uh, so I had a really good group of friends, but the big thing was like we never had made it to the state tourney. We lost to our crosstown rivals, Lakeville North, in the section championship two years in a row. And I like I would have honestly probably nightmares if like I wouldn't have went back and just tried to give it another go. Unfortunately, we did make it and obviously you know got to have a moment at state by being the big dog Duluth East and then uh God brought down to earth pretty quick we we took a 10-1 L in the in the semifinals in front of 21 like five no, who was that against <laughs> uh Benil that loaded Benil team Bessie uh, yeah 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 we we were down five rip after one. Like it was actually like we were in the locker room, like kind of laughing. Like supposedly, <laughs> supposedly it was like the biggest XL crowd they had had. I'm sure they like say that for plenty of stuff, but for sure at the time they're like biggest XL, most tickets sold, and we got in there and <laughs> we were laughing because we came out for the second period and it's less than half full. We're like fuck, we emptied this thing. <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was a fun run. We actually ended up winning uh, the third place game, which was a just a terrible hockey game. But couldn't walk away with third place, so we were okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So then you you go to Waterloo after that, you finish the season, then play a you played another year after college or after high school in Waterloo. Yep. Were you who was on that team? Do you have a good who was on your line? Was that uh, Camerata and uh, Step on Step on? Yeah, yeah, we had they a good were season. Fucking gross. Yeah. We had honestly like we had better guys that that line we just gelled well, but we had uh Vinny Henestroza who's he's with Buffalo now, that Ian McCaution was a high pick, uh, yeah. Cal Cal Peterson was our goalie. Like we were we were pretty stacked. Really we had, good team. We had a good season. Um we ended up losing, but uh yeah, it was a fun year in Waterloo. Everyone should experience juniors. I don't care how good you are, I just think it's like it's like a it's like a growing moment for any like uh well, hey. adolescent male it really is like my brother's playing in the ushl right now in madison and every kid you know like i'm not sure if you felt this you probably did you know when you're in the ushl you kind of just like looking forward to college you want to get to college really bad and you're not kind of forgetting about how good of a time juniors is and you know my brother's in in madison he wants to obviously play college and i just keep telling him like hey fucking play juniors as many years as you can why not yeah you know like it's so much especially i never got to experience it when i wasn't in school but like you're if you're not in high school you're playing juniors it's, there's got to be nothing better you know unbelievable like you, you're used to going to class all day and then going to practice well you get you know and then you go to college you got to do the same thing but you get this little buffer period where you don't have to go to class all day and you just got to play hockey and that's just got to be awesome. It's in in my opinion, junior hockey. You know, we we always we always talk about fucking Minnesota high school hockey and how sweet the uh, state championship is, and nothing resembles the state championship. And and that is true. But hockey wise, 
Minnesota high school hockey isn't as top tier as it was back in the day. Would you guys agree? Well, 100%. Yeah, just for sure. You got all guys leaving early, playing juniors, going to the NTDP it, it, in a rush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, the USHL, the NAL, all of those junior teams, it doesn't matter which one you play for. It's just it's an experience to get out of the house, get away from your parents, see what you like, see if you even like hockey. If you yeah. don't, fuck it. Who cares? You Enjoy really, your time there, You really right? find out if you like hockey and juniors. Yeah. It, there's times where it's like, fuck. This is my fourth 10-hour bus ride in the last four weeks. Like, I don't know if I like it that much. Yeah, it's 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 a trial and error kind of thing. But some of those guys I, I still talk to the, to this day, I don't know about you guys, but the guys you played with in juniors, <clears throat> some of my better buddies still to this day, even more than high school and some college even. So it's it's an experience. You, you should do it. If, if you love hockey, you should enjoy that time. No, yeah. and, and maximize that time, too. Like, yeah. The biggest thing I try to stress, and, and I know young kids won't listen because I wouldn't have, but it's like, slow down, man. Like, yeah. It's oh, going to yeah. be over 100%. quick. It's going to be over quick and, and just enjoy your time at every level you're at, any place. It's like, even if you're in one of those sh- shitty places in the USHL, just enjoy it. Take it for what it's worth. It's a good memory. It's a good story. Have a fucking time, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're on a team like Waterloo back in the day. Holy <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> you were lighting it up, though, with Jakey Gensel oh, over there. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you not, brought that up. Let's not bring... <laughs> you open, another, open a whole can uh, of worms there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but I struggled in Green Bay before that. So you you never you never know. Like okay. I was I was third fourth line in and out in the lineup, and I just couldn't get it. But then you know you look back on it, and I was playing behind Nick Schmaltz, yeah. Sheldon Dries, you know Alex Kyle, all these guys. Well, you were on that they green. Were sick. They you were, were on that Green Bay team that was insane. Yeah. Well, that one the year they won was the year I did a before and after my senior year or whatever. But then the year that year after, yeah, I got traded for Tanner Pond and a, a bucket of pucks. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it, it ended up working out. But yeah, that that green team, Green Bay team, was nasty. But Waterloo, they had so many names. It was even the year after they had Brandon Montour. Was Montour on your no, guys' team? You know, we missed him by a year. Yeah, he was. He was, he was very. Yeah, good. they had a yeah. good year. The year, I mean, they had Besser on the team. After yeah, that yeah. And, uh, yeah, she, he, and yeah. Uh, I think Tommy Novak was on that. How'd team. you like PK there? Ah, <laughs> uh, he was something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can probably Google the guy and find some stories on him. But uh, no, I mean, he treated. He treated me really well. It was almost like he kind of found his, you know, the guy he'd beat on each year. And he had his guy. Unfortunately, it wasn't me. So, like, he would – felt like everything – like, our line would go down turn the puck over two or three times. And then this other guy would, you know, try to chip it in and chip it in the bench or something. Not even bad. And he'd come back to the bench and just get roasted. And, like, he's such an old school guy. And, like – but he was – I mean – I appreciate PK. I appreciate uh, Shane Fukushima was down there as assistant coach. I thought yeah. they were good coaches. Yeah, it's not it's not surprising he wasn't mad at you. I think you had what eighty seven points in sixty games or something. It's not bad. <laughs> just turnover yeah. machine floating yeah, at the blue line. <laughs> That's crazy. A coach wouldn't yell at a guy who's on his first line and getting you know point 
<laughs> 1.5 points per game. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right spot, the right time. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, I remember playing you guys um, that year. I think, and Camerata had all those points. He was trying to beat Kevin Waugh's point total. Yep, yep. And we played you guys, and after the game, I'm like, fuck. Cammy wasn't that good. Like I think we shut him down. Go look at the score sheet. He had like four points. You know, three Every three game. apples, one goal. I'm like, when the hell did that happen? <laughs> Every game. Are they just giving this Sneaky. guy points or what? Like, how the hell did he pass that puck? It was but yeah. It was the same thing in pros. I played with him in Orlando, and it was like, you don't you don't really notice him, but he's still getting points. Mm-hmm. Still put, you know, he's not hitting anybody, you but don't notice him on the, you check. He's got you, two apples. Yeah, you, don't you, know? Know, you don't notice him in the game. And then you look at the stat sheet and you're like, what? <laughs> two points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. Let's get into your Minnesota days. You leave Waterloo. As a Lakeville South guy, was there any other school you were even thinking about? I mean, if Minnesota calls, you're like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was for sure. Uh, born and bred gopher like would have done anything to be in maroon and gold kind of kid um i didn't really have uh i got recruited by the other minnesota i got recruited i had offers from st cloud and mankato and uh bemidji but i it wasn't like i was you know looking at offers from nodak wisconsin michigan the big you know the big dogs um so i mean it was a no-brainer either way though if i would have had those i'm still gonna go for sure uh, go to the gulf so yeah yeah i was pumped and yeah so when you arrive on campus, you know, what? Are, what's it, I mean, we've already asked guys, you know, like we asked Stevie about this, but like, what's it like walking on a campus being a gopher hockey player? Man, it's, it's fun. Just like what you guys had, but like, yeah, it's hard or not hard, but like you got to keep yourself in check a little bit. Cause you, you feel like, uh, you, you try not to come off as like, you know, cocky because it feels like everything you say, like if you say, Hey, I'm play for the Gophers, like it feels like just saying that is cocky. You yeah, know? It, does. Um, it does. But no, it was, it was blast. It was everything I can imagine. Had good teammates. Uh, and yeah, it was lights out. Yeah, I can imagine it's, we, I kind of dealt with that too. It's like, you know, people ask you questions and you, you know, you're, you don't want to say like, Oh, uh, you know, I play hockey because they're going to think, like, oh, this guy's a prick. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you're also sitting there like, I am, uh, <laughs> can't wait to say I play hockey. Here. <laughs> See, that's where I went the total different route, and I was just Travis Larson, and I played for the soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> North Dakota does not have a soccer team. No, they don't. Oh, yeah. But people would Good fucking line. believe me, yeah. dude. They'd be like, oh, yeah, what position do you play? I'd be like, oh, a striker, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's how you should have went about it. But when you're 19, you're like, yes, I'm not like I'm eating it up. Okay, so I'm going to ask Kloos about the place he lived in college after the dorms or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I was I was uh, roommates with Hudson Fashing in juniors. We we lived in the same house together, so I was pretty good buddies with him. Um, and he was in your class, Kloos, I think. Yep, going in, and you. I don't I don't think Fash ever lived with you guys, but you were in this house called the Swamp. He was in there one year too. Yeah, so you were in the Swamp and every house in college, you know, the guys live at there's a name for it. Yeah. 
Where does the name Swamp come from oh, at this gosh. house? <laughs> like, how did you, were you guys the first ones in there? Or was there someone, is this passed down from the general? So the one that you were probably ended up at a swamp party at some point. Or yeah, at least like Spring it Jam. Yep. Or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it. that was the second swamp. Okay. There was one swamp before that, and it was the class of like Ben Marshall, Kyle Rao, um, Travis Boyd, uh, Sam Warning, those guys had an, a previous house that they named the swamp yeah um not sure why uh they, slimy never, place occasionally yeah never got the, <laughs> just a slimy yeah. uh, no one knows what goes on at the swamp yeah exactly <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah then the swamp got passed down until i actually just talked to a guy who graduated and it sounds like it's uh it's been marked like unlivable kind of so <laughs> <laughs> so the swamp made a solid seven eight year push but sounds like it's came to it's came to its end it's done now yeah, yeah that that place was something else you know i've i've actually been in there a few times for a couple spring jams yeah um always like seeing you guys you know you get Vinny Letary there and jake <laughs> bischoff and Bish. all the fellas yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a name i haven't heard in a and while you know what when i walked in that place I was like, it's a pretty fitting name, the swamp. <laughs> you know, it fits this place really well, the swamp. <laughs> yeah, you didn't you didn't had go some like grimy downstairs, like Oh oh yeah. I lived downstairs. Me and Biss shared a room. Our bed was freaking foot and a half apart for a year in the swamp. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the basement, like there was a squirrel running around in the ceiling for a bit. Like we had all sorts of problems down there. Like our someone tried to flush a McChicken at Spring Jam and our toilet overflowed. Like we had all sorts of problems down there. Just smelt like, you know, wet this wetness down there is disgusting. Oh, that's great. So when you're at Minnesota, like it's a little different from North Dakota. You know, we've got our football team and basketball team. But your football team and basketball team a little bigger style with playing in the Big Ten and stuff. So when you're walking around, are you kind of feuding with the football and basketball team because you guys are all competing for that, you know, spotlight kind of thing? Or were you guys friendly with each other? You know, like were people on campus talking about the hockey team? Were they talking about the football team? So I think there's – like you could ask – 10, dip, 10 people this and they'd all give you three different answers or like half would go hockey half yeah. would go you know I think it just depends on who um, we had really good relationships with them I'd say like we were closest like we had a baseball team and wrestling team like our wrestling team was like national champs the year before I got yeah. in there so we had tons of teams that were big and had success in all division one so but we had good relationships with all the team um, I definitely think like you know, having a division one football team that really was once they brought in PJ, they started getting some good, they like, did. um, at PJ, least. PJ kind of completely changed that program from being, you know, just a team in the big 10 to now you might have to worry about this team in the big 10. Yeah, exactly. Like a team that's kind of wanted to make a push. They get like good media attention now instead of like for so long, it was like, this team's going to be, you know, six and six kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if we compete so much, but it, like you're definitely not always like there's plenty of groups of people that are more interested in the you know basketball team and football team but you know you ask any hockey guy you still think you're the be a you know big man on campus kind of thing yeah and i i mean it's nothing against the the football team and basketball team are big time there it's just unfortunately you guys are if if any football or basketball minnesota 
players listening to this, you're you're in Minnesota and hockey is uh is the big dog there. And you know, no matter what what's happened and if things have changed, I think I still I still believe hockey Minnesota Gopher hockey is the is the alpha on campus. And I, it just has to be cuz it's that's the tradition. I want to discuss <clears throat> do you think it was detrimental to go for hockey to switch to the Big Ten? I mean, no doubt. Like, there's, I've had this conversation so many times. And, like, you yeah. can go down so many, like, different routes of things that kind of just, just kind of got in the way of the program. Like, when it comes to attendance, like, that's the big thing that everyone comes back to. And no doubt that moving to the Big Ten was, you know, detrimental. And, they obviously had no control of it. Yeah. You know, once Penn State joins, it's like an NCAA rule that if there's six Big Ten teams competing at Division One level, like they have to make a con- conference. So they had no choice in the matter. But um, then just like everything, like the Wild started getting good. They brought yeah, in Suter yeah. and Preezy. Like they're competing with – now they're really competing with the Wild. Like they actually look like legit. For so long they had like the Jacques Lemaire teams that were like – you yeah. knew they – you know, they might make the playoffs, but they're not going to be real. Yeah. Like, so they bring in like the two biggest free agents – and um, you know our ticket prices were outrageous. Like it was like eighty dollars for them to come in and watch us play Ohio State on a Thursday or something. Yeah, yeah. and that was like a problem. And I think there was probably going to have to be some sort of coaching movement. Like guys were ready for it, and you know it was just like a perfect uh, kind of tornado of events. I think that really like yeah, it's not like Don was doing a bad job, I and mean, he obviously has an unbelievable you know career. It's just people want new things no matter what happens, and. I'll also, the Mariucci wasn't selling booze for yeah. so long. You yeah. know, I went to a game, I went to a game a couple of years ago and they're like, yeah, you know, this is the second year we, we've been selling beer at the rink. And I'm like, how the fu- why the fuck are people coming here then? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if the Ralph didn't sell booze, it'd be empty. People would be like, why the hell would I go there? I'll just watch it on TV at Bonzers. <laughs> you know, like that has such a big play in it. And, um, it's good they're starting to allow it. I they need more concession stands that sell it though, I think. Yeah. But and I think they like we almost had like a little bit too much of an ego at the time, I think too. Like like I think the team is like pressing, like trying to get ticket sales more now. Like they're being like public about it and getting yeah. on social media and like they're having events where, you know, the guys are going to the park and skating with guys kids in Brooklyn Park or Roseville or something. Like they're getting a little more uh, active on yeah. trying to market the tickets yeah, yeah instead of like when you're a player there you're like oh they'll just show up kind of thing like yeah kind of you know earning and earning your fans again kind for of sure thing. i think it's good yeah and i mean you guys are the gophers are competing with so many so many people you know they're competing with the wild the their other teams in grand forks we really have no one to compete yeah, with you guys there, are you king know? yeah, yeah we you know the basketball season they don't really play on the same nights as us so we're not competing with them the football team, they're kind of done when we start. So it's not, you know, we're, we're the only thing around. So there's no compete there. Yeah. Um, you do have to kind of get creative if you're the ticket sales for the Gopher hockey team because you got the Wild, the Timberwolves. You got a bunch of other things to do in the city. You don't have to go to a sporting event. Um, but those games used to be sold out. And yeah. Might have been because of the rivals that they created throughout the years from the WCHA, which kind of sucks. And, I mean, I grew up watching the WCHA and wanted to play in it. Like, I didn't want to play in the NCHC. Or yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't want Wisconsin and Minnesota to go to some other league. That sucked because those were the two of the biggest rivals we had. But, um, 
that should happen. Yeah, I'm still like choked that I never got to go up to the Ralph and play you guys. How like, brutal! Actually, how that, brutal is that? That is just crazy. Like I remember we were in college and we'd like be a few years deep and we're like we're writing to the athletic director like this is bullshit we never get to go to like of course we didn't end up doing anything but like and luckily like, for me i got to we got to come to the mariucci yeah. and play you guys and you probably i don't know if you remember but it that was like times 10 the best series i've ever played in yeah college it hockey. was unbelievable like it was it was better than the national championship the year before like it was better than anything like by far because like kind of half the crowd split and, you know, we score it's kind of loud in there, but then you guys score and the roof's coming off the building, you know, like, yeah. and we were lucky we tied like five to five yeah. in one game. So yeah. there's so many goals. It was mm-hmm. just electric. Yeah. Like I still tell Same. people like that was, how did we not do that every year we were in college? That's just so stupid. Insane. Yeah. Insane. To and- not have one series against each other. Like that series was so fun. Yeah. And that's why like. When we talk to like other other or whenever we talk about rivalries, it's like we got all these Minnesota schools who are all good, really good now, and especially good now compared to twenty years ago. But yeah. like, still we have North Dakota. Like that's a one automatically, like forever. Yeah, you know, there's nothing like it. And it's not necessarily the skill of the team no. at the time. It's just the fans. They, yeah. you got the two biggest fan bases basically in college hockey colliding with each other like you need that every year yeah and why would you ever stop that if you're the if you're the commissioner of all of college hockey ncaa hockey how do you even allow that how do you even allow minnesota north dakota not to happen Mm -hmm. once a year yeah that should be an auto an automatic they're playing once a year and i think i think they are now they should be yeah Uh, yeah yeah and I think it was a little bit of Don Lucia. Hack was telling me this. Don thought, which it probably was, Don thought the, the rivalry was getting a little dangerous. It wasn't so much about playing hockey. It was more about, you know, personal feuds and the fans getting into it and then the players kind of feed off the fans and the games kind of get dangerous, which it kind of did, you know. It was yeah. a little more, For it was sure. a little more on the line, but... That's hockey. You don't think we love that though? Like, yeah, you know, like, right. Like unless That's guys are getting hurt, hockey. unless yeah. guys are getting hurt. No, like, the guys, all the players. So we signed want up it. for. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. know what we're signing up for. You yeah. know, but uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll move on from that. Could talk uh, Nodak Goffs all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. It's such a mutual hate. It it's is the best. It is. <laughs> and I always say it. I always say on these episodes like. You get on the ice with these guys, and I fucking hate them. Like, I want to kill them. (laughs) And then I get off the ice, and I'm like, I still want to hate them, these fuckers. And then you meet them, and you hang out with them, and you're like, ah, fuck. They're actually actually cool guys. God damn it. (laughs) You know, you're kind of hoping, like, you meet a gopher guy, and you're like, hopefully this guy's a fucking loser. (laughs) And then you meet him, and you're like, damn it, he's not. Yeah. Kind of like him. (laughs) Um, okay, we'll move on to your pro days. So, were you drafted by the Wild, Chris? No. So you just signed with the Wild out of college? Yep. You're in Iowa. What, I mean, what's the feeling like? So. When you, when you do get the call up and you know you're playing that first game in Minnesota, it, it really doesn't get any better 
for a first NHL game than in Minnesota where you're from. You can't even really write it up that way. Like, how do you even play that? I'm thinking about myself and your position. I'm thinking, like, when I'm looking at this, I'm like, how does this guy not wear a diaper on the ice? Like, I'd be shitting <laughs> uh, my pants. It was such a blur. Like, I do not remember a ton from the game. And, you know, it, <laughs> it was probably one of the worst hockey games I ever played in. I think we lost 2-0 with an empty netter against Vancouver. Um, it was an awful hockey game. But, yeah, the whole getting called up part, getting to tell, you know, my parents, get to tell my dad, get to tell my brother. Like, that was obviously super special. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said, the game, like, so cool going out, getting to do the first skate. Like, that was, you know, great. But uh, the game was so bad. Uh, <laughs> like, it's hard to explain. Like, I think we had two scoring chances. Like, it was just an... It was just a burger game, so... Was this, like, a Wednesday match? Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. It was, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday, I think, like, Koivu didn't want to play or something, so yeah. they called me up for a sniff. <laughs> but, yeah, no, got got, back, got taken to earth pretty quick. I played the next night in Iowa and was minus four. So <laughs> I was like, here we go. They, they play up in the big show, and they're like, yeah, you're going down to Iowa. You're playing tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I was trying to, like, hang out for an extra amount of time, so, like, I tried to hurry up and get to the weight room and do the workout, like, the after-game workout for the guys who didn't yeah. play a lot. And they, like, s- like snagged me before I started the workout. They're like, you might be playing tomorrow in Iowa. So, uh, yeah, no, I hopped I hopped on a, in, a, in a car back down to Iowa. But, okay, so – it's kind of funny, you know, you're in Des Moines, Iowa playing pro, um, which good city, nothing spectacular. You can't complain about it, but then you sign in with the Ducks and you're in San Diego playing, which is probably the best city in America. Like, how's that transition being a Minnesota boy your whole life, going to Waterloo, coming back to Minnesota, going to Iowa? Then you head out to San Diego, and you're living in San Diego, just on the coast, best city in America. San Diego. <laughs> I think place. it's called, I think it means whale's vagina. <laughs> That's exactly what it means. <laughs> uh, yeah, this place is unbelievable, yeah. Um, no, I was so used to being around here, and you know, I played juniors close to home and was playing in the American League close to home, so I was pretty pissed originally when it happened, but then you get there, and you're like... I'm living freaking, you know, 10 blocks from the beach. I'm yeah. going every day. We're going to the rink in sandals and shorts. So, no, I mean, like in Anaheim, when you, like, at training camp, they always joke about it. They're like, you know, sorry, you got sent down, but you're going to the best place in America to play hockey. Like, San Diego as a you city are. is unbelievable. Like, don't, like, you got to make a few bucks while you're playing, playing you there to survive because it's, it's not like living in Des Moines yeah. where you can get the whole team banged up for 500 bucks. Like, you're, <laughs> you're, uh, you're dollar bears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not, uh, saving what you might in Des Moines, but no, San Diego is unbelievable. Like, we, like, I get how, like, I would meet Minnesotans out there that are just like, yeah, I came here and never left. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. Well, and, it, and it's like, you know, for anyone who hasn't been out to California, um, LA is just as good, you know. On that coast, it's just amazing the the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, the beaches. But you're in LA, it's great. People are so you know kind of uptight and prissy, and you know there's a certain attitude there. Um, and it's a little more expensive. You go out to eat and stuff, but you get down to San Diego, and it's kind of normal people down there, not prissy, you know, not the LA people, and they're just living life. 
And it's just, it's an incredible city. Like everyone is stoned almost all the time. <laughs> I mean, like you go down to the beach and like, you don't even like, you're getting a little buzz because these guys are all smoking pot everywhere down there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but well, no. It's, yeah, they, uh, got the, they got the U.S.'s uh, best zoo there, too. Really? Yeah, so Tom Keaton Thompson was playing for the Gulls yep. in San Diego. Um, the year, my senior year, junior year. Yep. And me, John Simonson, Brock Besser. Fly, ah, I remember this, yeah. We fly down to visit Tom or while I was in playoffs. And we go to the zoo and, like, you know, <laughs> just riding around the beach and... Tom was in playoffs, and we're all like, yeah, Tom, I don't know if we're going to make it to the game. You know, we got plans, but uh, good luck, buddy. <laughs> you know, we're just having a great time in San Diego. Yeah. Well, he's just still grinding playoff hockey out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, when we were there, we're just like, this is the best city in America by far. So did you did you guys have a good group of guys down there, too? So that experience was just even better? Yeah, really good group of guys. And, uh, I mean we're golfing like every like two or three times a week the year round like we're 20 minutes from tory pines and we all get like these little residence cards so we're going and playing tory pines probably i don't know got to be a top 10 public course in the country and it's 45 bucks you know oh you're kidding it was uh Yeah. yeah it was lights out i knew that aspect and i'd seen i'd seen closer um some of his stories and snapchat stories of him be- you know, playing in San Diego, just golfing every day, and it's like, how do you get better than that? You can't. You you leave the, you leave practice, head outside in your shorts and fucking t shirt, sandals. Ah, let's go to the course, play a couple. That's that's why I wish Orlando would have had more connections to like the golf world. Yeah, because that we talked about it earlier on the show, but. It, Originally, you know, you grew up in Minnesota. It's like, if I go somewhere warm, I'm not going to want to play hockey. But it's the exact opposite. You go, like you, like you said, you go to the rink in sandals, shorts, fucking t-shirt, and you grind out an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours tops. And then you're out and you're in the sun and you're fucking doing whatever the hell you want. You can go golf. You can do it. It's the best. Arizona State is going to be a competitor for the next 100 years. Half agreed. What 21-year-old in their third year of junior is going to be like, sign me up? Yeah. Yeah. But but then you think, you know, you think, you th- you're thinking that now from what we know. But as a kid, you're always thinking about, you That's know. That's true. Like, yeah. What will my, you know, if you're drafted, what will the development guys think about me going to ASU? Yeah. What will the, if you're not, if you're undrafted, what will NHL teams think about my choice of ASU? That's true. It's crazy. But fuck because, them. Because, like, oh, yeah, fuck them. But yeah. we, we you're, talk- think, you're thinking about that as a kid. Sure. like, And that's the reason I think you know they might have a little trouble is because think about someone who's drafted in the second or third round and they're telling their agent and their NHL team, hey, you know, I just committed to ASU. They're like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you're, oh, are you sure about that? You're, you're, no, I don't think so. You're on a Bemidji or North Dakota or somewhere yeah. up there. You're not going to ASU. You're not going. You're not going to p- fucking pool parties on Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> but we 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 said this last time. There's 600 some people that make it to the NHL that play in the NHL yearly. I understand people have goals and things like that, but when we talk about enjoying your time in juniors and in college and... Oh, I'm with you there. 
You gotta think the portal is gonna help them too, hey? Yeah, one percent. Yeah, if you decide you're not, if you're like, ah, I'm not playing here, probably not gonna make it. Let's see what ASU has to offer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh fuck! You have to though. I mean, how could you not? If you're if you're one of those transfer portal guys, which is insane to me. I I still don't fully get the transfer portal. Like you can just transfer anywhere, any year. Yeah. Whenever you want. I don't know. Doesn't make sense. I mean, there's good and bad, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a guy who doesn't get top minutes at a school and you enter the transfer portal, I mean, ASU's got to be number one on the list. Yeah, the, the, that's the first place I'd look. Yeah, yeah, the first place I would look. Yeah. Hey ASU, do you have a spot for me? <laughs> I just entered the transfer portal. <laughs> Actually, I haven't yet, but I will be in like yeah. five minutes. Oh, you don't yeah. have a spot yet? I'll wait a couple months. <laughs> you're telling other, you're telling other schools, you're telling other schools, like, yeah, I know, I'm waiting to see what ASU has to say back <laughs> before I enter the portal. Let me just see what these guys are doing. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I mean, and then you you eventually play another NHL game for the Ducks. <laughs> yeah. So I got traded on like a Tuesday. And the Ducks were playing the Wild on a Thursday, I think. So I drive up, and, like, I thought I was playing that game. So I'm texting all my buddies, like, wild change of events. Like, I just got traded. I think I'm playing against the Wild on Thursday. But I ended up getting health bombed that game, which is fine. Uh, But then I got sent down the next morning, like, Friday morning after skate. And they flew me to San Diego. And then I got off the plane, and I had a whole bunch of texts and calls and they're like, you got to now fly to Newark because you're playing Saturday at noon. <laughs> so I landed Friday night at like 9 o'clock in, in, uh, at LAX. What time do you leave California? So I left California. I got on a flight at like 11, like the red eye. Yeah. So I got into Newark at like 5 or like, I don't know what local time was. It was like 5 or 6 a.m. And then uh, brought my stuff or... Got picked up by a taxi, went to the hotel, and then woke up and played a game on like two hours of sleep. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a wild travel story and uh, actually decent game. Freaking hit the crossbar. I still might be in the NHL if it weren't for that. Yeah. God. <laughs> Goddamn crossbar. Yeah. No. Um, no, it was it was good. Um, and then I was back down uh, with the goals like two or three days later. So yeah, that was my uh, my last sniff. Yeah, I mean. Y- Here's what I find interesting about your career is you have all this success. You're playing well in the American League. You're getting called up to the NHL. You kind of, I mean, I admire it. You decide to make the decision to go over to Europe pretty early. I mean, you could have, I know plenty of people who battle it out and try to make it to the NHL far more. What's the decision to, to go over to Europe how was that decision made? So, a couple things. I would say definitely COVID had a little bit to do with it. So, I was going in my first year as like a UFA. Um, and I was talking to my agents. Like, I was probably going to be able to get another NHL deal, like a two-way deal. Like, yeah. I didn't know what I was going to be making in the American League. Like, it can be so dependent. You can make a good amount or, you know, not, not too much. So, I was talking to them and... I also kind of knew, like, you're pretty realistic. Like, I know I'm, like, I'm such a tweener, you know? For sure. Like, I'm probably, I'm not going to play top six. Yeah. And I'm not, like, big or heavy enough to, you know, play bottom six. And 
you know? So like I was pretty realistic. Like I wanted another kick of the can, but I got offered from Russia and it was kind of like, I'm a big believer. You're not going to fluke your way to the NHL. So like, if I went over to Russia and lit it up, I would have been able to come back home, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I took that deal in like June before, like, and like guys weren't signing deals until like, no. like it was scary. Cause like, the season didn't start that year until January. So like, you didn't know when you're going to your next paycheck. So I hopped on the KHL bandwagon cause Russia was kind of like, fuck it to COVID. So yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I went over there and, um, you know, didn't have the best year. So I was kind of like, I didn't want to go back to North America and, you know, not, yeah. you know, get a little bit more, um, you know, make a little bit more money with what I got left and stay in Europe. For sure. Yeah. How how was that first year in Russia? Like you're playing the KHL for the listeners who don't know, Kalus decides to sign in the KHL, which is the Russian Hockey League. And if you're not familiar, the Russian Hockey League has some horror stories. I mean it <laughs> it's a why it's the Wild West. It's not run, you know, like leagues over here. You know, if you don't play well you might not get paid. You know what? What's that like? Like, are you getting paid consistently if like you have a bad night or? So yes, like you said, like it's definitely gotten better. But anyone that's listening, if you can Google and find, you know, I don't know if it's on Reddit or somewhere, you will have to be able to find a forum with KHL stories because you can find some wild ones like from 10, 15 years ago. They've cleaned up their act a little bit over there, but still, like, so we got paid on time until. November and then November came. We got so we're supposed crunch to get, time. <laughs> so, we're, so we're supposed. We'll, Are they we'll, producing? Well, the thing is, so they get their budget for the year, and like now we're at the end of the year, so they don't know this is 2020, I believe. So I think they're running low on money, honestly. Yeah. But anyways, supposedly one of our sponsors was like in trouble for like uh, some sort of investing fraud, like like it was a mess. But anyways. That's what they were telling us. So we didn't get paid. So we got paid our first time in November and then hadn't got paid. And then our team had a Christmas party. And at the Christmas party, like it's called the governor. He's basically like whoever's above the GM. This is the governor of like the city. Like every team's like uh, state owned. So this governor got up and said something in Russian. Obviously, we don't know what he said, but he must have said like, look at your bank account. So like all the Russians take out their phone, look at their bank account and all start cheering and taking shots and like high fiving each other. So, so you're, just, you're just sitting there confused. Like what the hell is going on? And then like go. one of the guys who know a little bit of English turned to us. He's like, we got paid. And so we all look at our bank accounts and we had like three worth, uh, three weeks worth or three paychecks in one. Yeah. So like we got paid what we were owed, but yeah, it was just like, and like when we weren't <laughs> getting paid, like we'd ask these guys, like, like, what the fuck? Why is this okay? And they just be like, it's Russia. Like, that's all they, that's all they said. You, like the Russian would say that. And it's like, it's, Russia. it's what you signed up for, I guess. It's mother Russia. Yeah. So that's, uh, other than that, like got paid, I think what I was owed, but you know, if I didn't, I'm not going to be saying anything to them. No, you can't even, I no. was going to ask how you like, how you were going to bring it up. If you kept not getting paid, like how do you even go to someone and be like, Hey, Where's my paycheck? And they're just looking at you like, I don't know what you're fucking saying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a mess. Like I know guys are still trying to get paid. Like they have like win bonuses and like point bonuses over there. And there's like, there's like guys who they won't pay because they wouldn't resign with them and shit. Like yeah. it's, it's a mess from that part, but that's just one team's perspective, man. You could have 
a different KHL guy from different teams and he'd have same like. So did you, when you chose this KHL team, I know you were kind of cognizant of, you know, what goes on in the KHL, like they might not pay you. They might. So how did you make the decision to go to your team? You obviously had a good feeling like they're a good organization organization. Someone told me, you know, they're trustworthy. I'll play there. Yeah. So Chris Weidman, he was actually with Montreal this year. He played over there, had a great year. Um, he signed um, because another name, Andy Mealy, you might recognize him. He yep. won the Hobie at Miami like in 2010, but he was. I have a funny story about Mealy, but keep going. Um, but anyways, he kind of he kind of uh, gave us like the heads up or like guaranteed. He's like, man, don't worry too much. Like it's Russia, but you're going to be okay. You'll get your money. So. He got Weidman on board, who got me on board, so we just kind of went with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you do need to do your research. Like, there's certain guys who go over there and kind of don't do their research, and I'm sure there's teams that are more trustworthy than others. Like, Absolutely. you got paid those three weeks. There's there's definitely another team out there that didn't get paid for those three weeks, you know? Yeah, I mean, so there was a guy, he was a Swede, he was playing on Sochi, and they're like, so they're basically the farm team for a big money team st petersburg like no one talks about it over there but everyone knows it like if guys are playing well for this team in sochi like these teams are in the same league so this would be like if like the chicago blackhawks whenever their guys are playing well they just go to the wild or like vice versa like they're in the same they're in the same league. is that the one owned by putin oh he owns half the freaking league oh my god oh it's a circus but anyways the sochi team they would get like two paychecks a year so they get this big one in october and then like depending on how you're playing i think or i don't know we they give you a certain amount they like yeah 75 percent oh you're okay we'll give you 75 percent. yeah so it's different everywhere you go but i think like the big money teams are ran pretty pretty legit now yeah that's good i mean and then so you get done with this year in the khl and you're, are you thinking like, eh, that's probably my last year in the KHL. I'm going to look elsewhere. I definitely wasn't like, I need to go back to that. Uh, <laughs> just as lifestyle wise. And I like, I was getting married and like, no one, like my wife does not want to go through what I just went For through sure, kind of yeah. thing. So, um, no, I started looking in Europe. Uh, I was not against going back to the KHL at all. Like, no doubt, like it's not a lot of research you can figure out. Like the best money you can make in Europe is Russia. Well, one hundred percent. And a lot of people say it's the it's the second best league in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got the NHL, you got the KHL, and then I think third comes the American League. Is best or it's or so Swedish? It's, so, it's close. It's so close. When you get to that level, you know, like either the KHL, the American League, or the Swedish League, it's like you can't really differ them. Yeah. They're all the same. Different style of play, like American League, a lot harder on the body. Oh yeah, you're fighting all the time. You're playing on NHL size rinks. You're seventy five games yeah, instead of fifty. Exactly. So your your body's getting more beat up. Um, KHL a little more skill, probably a little harder than Swedish league in terms of hitting and like fighting and stuff. Definitely more skilled. So the Swedish league is way it's way more um, systems and organized. Like, yeah. Russia is kind of what you'd expect when you see their players over here. Like they have the top end talent 
even in the KHL, like they have guys that are like, oh my God, why is this guy out here? But then like he won't back check for a game because he's pissed he didn't get an apple last game or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they'll have their attitudes and stuff like that. Like they'll play when they want to play kind of thing. But uh, Sweden's way more North American. Like it's kind of like the American League just on the Olympic surface. Yeah. Like, guys, yeah. guys work their tail off and like you never play back to backs in Sweden. So like no one's ever tired like so like yeah. these guys are in such good shape like you play in the american league or the coast like you'll play three and threes or back to backs and like that second game's never the same tempo as the first game and the, like, those those preseason training camps have to be a little bit different because i've heard over in europe and like sweden finland you go over there and they're like their biggest priority is the as the trainer of the team or the athletic trainer you need to be in condition. So you're running a shitload. Like, did you go through those training camps or were you, were you one of those Americans for the listeners, the imports from North America, when they go over to Europe, sometimes they get to skip the, the two or three week training camp that you have to do all the workouts and the skates for, and they can just show up after and play the games. But I've heard guys who go there for the full training camp it's like you're running 15 miles a day, hopping on the bike after, skating after, stretch. It's like just insane. I got a training camp May 9th if you guys are interested in coming and seeing <laughs> Where, something oh, crazy. Where's this, being held? where's this being held at? We might have a, a camera there watching you guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're uh, Yeah, we'll be on campus. We'll be at Mariucci. But, yeah, um, they weren't. Uh, but. No, condition is a huge deal over there. Yeah, hundred percent. Like the Swedes are in unbelievable shape. When, because um, Drew LeBlanc, Hobie Baker, winner at Saint Cloud, um, he's a close family friend of mine. I played with his younger brother Brian um, in a bunch of summer leagues, and that was one of the reasons I didn't even think about going to. I don't know if that makes me a lazy piece of shit, <laughs> but I'm hearing about they have sixteen like three hundred yard shuttles and like shit like that, and it's just like. I got so fucking mad when people came out with all these, like, this is what you're going to do to tell if you're good at hockey. I fucking hated that. Yeah. Did that ever cross your mind or was it just like, it's another part of the business? Yeah. I mean, I'm the opposite of a guy who does well in op eyes yeah. testing. Yeah. Like they see my <laughs> vertical, they see my, like everything. They're like, holy shit, this guy is a, not like not yeah. athletic. This yeah. guy is a bag of milk. So I hate all this stuff, but um, I don't know. I just <laughs> just kind of grind through it. Like, yeah. Make it so it's not like embarrassing. Like get in like you know. See, don't be the where... basement of all the tests. Be like yeah. fifth from the bottom. No, be, like, yeah. just kind of that's, that's where I know I'm going to be basement. <laughs> Dude, I had to make up an excuse to. I, I didn't run the mile all four years at school. <laughs> I made up an excuse so I couldn't <laughs> like. That's it's a fact. I wouldn't have made it in under six minutes, so I made up a fucking excuse. Is that what your guys' test was? Yeah, like, that was well, our. That was one of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you didn't make the mile, that yeah. was the only one that if you didn't make a certain mark, you had to run it again. Yeah. Uh, and throughout my, when I was at school, everyone made it, but there were a couple close, like five fifty eight, five fifty nine. Yeah. Um. I heard when we when I left also I don't know if you were still there but yep. one of the guys didn't make it and yep. he had to run it again. Yep. That's a fact. And that's so that's why I just 
my hip hurts today, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. if you guys want me to play opening night, which I didn't, but <laughs> you guys want me to play opening night, I just, I'm not going to be able to get through this. And they're like, ah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, but I, I've heard about the running and stuff. It, it, it does make sense to me because you guys are playing on Olympic-sized sheets every night kind of thing. Yeah. Is more, there any... More skating, for sure, in the league. Is there any rink over there that isn't Olympic-sized sheet? No. All of them are Olympic. And that that's just crazy to me. Like, why did they choose a different size rink from the NHL, which is the, the pinnacle of yeah. hockey? Why did they choose to play on a different size rink? I don't know. It's it's probably a little – it has to do with uh, soccer over in Europe because soccer is the biggest sport ever, and they play on this huge field. Yeah. So they try to relate it to soccer a little bit to where there's, you know, only two, three goals scored every game, but – I, I've heard some of those stories where guys had to, you know, they go there for a training camp and they got to run 15 miles for seven days straight. And then they go into practice. It's like, what does that have to do with hockey? Like none of our mile runs or like our conditioning tests had anything to do with the Nothing. guys that were good on the ice. Like nope. no. we're going, you know, hockey, you're going out there for 45 to I mean, maximum sixty seconds if you're going hard. Yeah, yeah. depends. Why who are you? Why are you trying? Why are you training guys to run for an hour, two hours? Like that? That has nothing to do with hockey. We're not. We're not skating for two hours. We're going out there. We're doing something hard for forty five seconds, and we're off. We got three minutes off, and then we're going forty five seconds hard. You'd think that would be the training for it. But it's not. Mm-hmm. And but it does make sense to me because like like you said, you don't have back to backs and you gotta skate a ton. Yeah. And in the American League, there's sometimes you find yourself playing four games in five five nights. Yeah, and you're moving you're doing a four like a yeah, pace, yeah. You're doing a four and five and you're like <laughs> This is my fourth game in five days, and I'm playing on a Sunday at in Rockford. Uh, Eleven a.m. Four people. Yeah, you're playing like, in Rockford. Eleven a.m. in front of a student, like elementary oh, school. Oh, the kids' crowds. Yeah, the kids. Oh my crowds. god, they're the best. The place is jammed until the third period when they all have to go back to school. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, those were those are some of the funniest games. Like you know, the other guys on their team are laughing too, and they. They freaking turn on like Whip and Nene, and these kids are just screaming like you can't even think in the building. Like loudest place you've ever played, Rockford, Illinois. <laughs> uh, okay, so then you go, you go from the KHL, you go to the Swedish league, which I've I've been to Sweden. Um, I can't remember which town it was. We're in Stockholm, another city. The other city, it was HV seventy one. Okay. You know what city yep. that was? Yeah. So we played at their rink, really nice, really nice city, you know, rocking around town. It it almost feels like you're in America. You like everyone speaks English. That's kind of normal there. People are normal. Um, what's it like playing in Sweden versus Russia? Uh, lifestyle wise, much like more comfortable experience. hundred percent. Um, like you said, everyone speaks English. So like you can like build relationships with guys on the team that aren't the imports. Um, in Russia, like I eat, I ate every meal all year with the same four guys because literally no one else on the team spoke like fluent English. Like you could, yeah. you could talk slow and like you could kind of communicate, but you couldn't um, really get to know their personality or anything. So Sweden on that aspect was like awesome. Um, 
and just does away it, away from it, the rink too. So you're in Russia, you're in Sweden. When you're in Russia, does the coach run practice in Russian? Oh yeah. So and you then, just hop in the back of the line. When you're in Sweden, do, does he run it in English? English. Yeah. So everyone knows what's going. Wow. On. Yeah. That's a huge. That's got to be a huge difference. Yeah, big time. So just that. <laughs> yeah. Only just. Can you imagine pra- us listening to this guy talk Russian for thirty minutes Fuck while he re- no. reams the team. So we would have a translator. He's a legend, Sandus Oslund. He uh, played like thousand games in the NHL. I think he won a couple cups with Colorado. But he would come sit by us. All the imports would sit by each other in Russia, and we'd be like getting yelled at. And he'd be like, like trying to translate slowly for us, and he'd just like turn to him and be like you guys fucking suck and like <laughs> like he'd be like he'd be like translating for us but like he couldn't catch everything that they're saying in russian but uh yeah no in sweden they everyone's so good at english they just yeah they just uh run practice and like unless the coach gets super fired up and he like he'll admit like i can't say what i want to say yeah in, in english he'll like speak swedish for a bit and then one of the captains who speak english really well will like like explain it to us later but no it's English all day over in Sweden. It's nice. It kind of makes you dumb when you go over to when you go overseas, and you see all these like European players and even people just walking around the streets. And Russians are different. Russians can't speak English. They don't learn shit. But if you go over <laughs> like you go over to Slovakia or like Switzerland or Sweden, Finland, they all like you kind of feel dumb because. You only know English, but they know like four different languages and they can speak to you fluent in all these languages. And you're just sitting there like, yeah, I only know one yeah. language. English. 100%. English. <laughs> exactly. Like you're embarrassed. Like, yeah. Yeah, you are. They can't even like do anything to help them. Like, yeah. Like we try to like mix in a little Swedish, like just try to respond. But like, it's just embarrassing. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. God. So we talked a little bit uh, before the show, but... Tell us about um, the rink. It's a little bit different experience than most pro rinks or most pro cities. Uh, walk us through what you dealt with in Sweden. Yeah, so I play in like a tiny town, 5,000 people um, called Lexan, and it's uh, like it's cabin country in Sweden. So like a lot of the towns built off like big money from Stockholm, like the guys have their cabins out there. But uh, it's like has for some reason, like I don't know that reasons or the background but like it has a crazy hockey community and following like it's like it's hard to find another like team in sports that like are in north america that i could like compare it to like maybe like montreal canadians like with just having like a super passionate fan base but it would be like if montreal canadians were all over minnesota like these people come from hours to watch weekend games so we have like a bunch of little towns around us um and then it comes a game night and we, you know, get five, 6,000 in our, in our barn every night. So like, it's a really good falling, super passionate fans. And it's like, it's like the same thing with soccer in uh, Europe. Like they're yelling the whole time. Exactly. We are, are like fan, like whatever they call themselves are yelling the entire time, which is, they're, they're, they're never on mute. They're always like, Oh, see, I would love that. Yeah. It's electric. Like they got one guy that's like facing the crowd. The whole crowd's obviously facing the rink. They got one guy facing the crowd, like putting him through all the like whatever chant they're going to yeah. and moving that's around so and it's got him going through like a fluid, like, you know, period. He knows exactly what he's doing. It's, yeah. It's good. That's sweet. That's epic. I love that fan aspect. Like I love that the Europeans 
just get into it a little more. You like, know, the the Americans, you know, like You've got your standard stuff, the defense and yeah. like the, you know. But the Americans are so used to sports, you know, and going yeah. to sporting events. They don't get too into it as much and they're just not treating it the same. But I feel the Europeans don't have as many sport options. You know, like in, exactly. in, in America, you have lacrosse, baseball, soccer, hockey, football, baseball, basketball, everything. But over in Europe, in wherever you are, there's only a select few and they just get all in on it. Yeah. And that, that's what, you know, uh, I like have talked to my buddies about the same thing. Like they only play soccer and hockey over there. So like here, like I'm a huge Timberwolves fan for the last two weeks. Yeah. You know? yeah for like sure. when the twins are good, I'm the biggest twins fan in the world. Like the Vikes are like the team that I root for probably the hardest, but well, for sure. Uh, no, it's exactly that. Like they have two teams over there. It's like, or a lot of teams, like this town I play in, they don't play anything but hockey. So it's just, it's just hockey. And the, and that's what, you know, that's what makes Grand Forks in North Dakota so great, and why it has an advantage over the others because they're kind of like that, you know. Yeah, they exactly they don't have the other huge sports to cheer for. They only have hockey, and that's why it works. You know, if you were to insert an MLB team and a basketball, you know, an NBA team in Grand Forks, the attendance for the North Dakota games just go drastically down because they'd have other sports to choose from, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's very seasonal up there and, and we were very fortunate in that way, but you're absolutely right. If you bring a professional, anything up there, you know, they'll still be dedicated to us. Don't get us wrong. Like yeah. the, the fans up there are fucking awesome, but there's definitely like a disparity between North Dakota hockey and then everything else. And that's not like a knock on everything else. It's just like the Ralph Ingolstead is like an iconic building right in the middle of everything. And so that, to, to your point, when you play in Sweden in this small town, and this is kind of the, similar, the thing, yeah. you know, that's why it's the energy and everything is so cool in there. So I don't know. It's yep. it, it's fun to relate that stuff. So close. Do you see yourself? You know, do you do you want to go back to the place you were? Do you want to try something different? Like, what's that like thinking about? So I got one year left, and I signed uh, for two years, whatever last summer. So I got one year left, and like I'm excited to go back. Yeah, which is nice because that's great. It's the first time, like I guess I signed for two years out of college with Minnesota, but then like just been on one year deals. So. Like, it's just nice because it's, like, the same group of guys. Like, I know all of them. I know the coaches. So For sure. That makes um, it so much better, you know, versus when you're signing these one-year deals. You're meeting new guys every time. The The aspect of going back to what you know, mm -hmm. what you're familiar with, guys you're already friends with, that's got to play a huge part. That's got to feel so good. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's the same thing. Like you get traded, like, or anytime you go to a new team, like almost every hockey lock, every hockey locker room has a good group of guys for the most part. Yeah. Of course. It's hard to find a bad group, you, you know, yeah. You'll but never still you're really, like, yeah. fuck, I got to start from square one yeah. again, you know, like, like just getting to know guys. Like you always end up kind of, you're not like with your, uh, or clicky with your group, but like you always find out the guys like you really like have similar interests to. So you like, know you always have them like. I can go bullshit about golf with this guy. Yeah. Like yeah. You, or whatever. you get on a new team and 
you start to be friends with the first guy who's really friendly with you. And <laughs> yeah. You get into like two months in the season and you're like, Jesus, I can't believe I was friends with that guy. <laughs> exactly. you know, Everyone like, starts telling Holy you like, shit, I was friends with that guy. Yeah, <laughs> like we knew he grabbed you early, but fuck. <laughs> yeah. That, that whole um, scenario is wild. Just like, especially coming from Minnesota, you know, you're sheltered, you're, you play with your buddies for, 10 years in a row, right? You have basically the same teams and then you go to junior and it's like, okay, now I have to kind of like start over and figure everything out. And then, you know, you've spent two years, three years in junior, and then you go to college and it's like, okay, here we go again. So it's, it's funny that you bring that up. You know, how many years have you played hockey? And now you're set up in a spot where you're going back to Sweden. You, you have some buddies coming back you know, that builds momentum and it's it a builds, good, yeah. It's it, a goddamn good feeling going yeah. back to the same team. You know, you're thinking before I was like worried, I was worried about impressing people and, you know, being nice to guys. And now I'm walking in my chest out yeah. a little bit. I don't give a fuck what this guy <laughs> exactly. thinks. Was he on the team last year? No, he wasn't. Rookie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know, they know your personality, so you yeah. can walk into the locker room and yeah. immediately start chirping guys, and they're yeah. not going to like be like, "Oh, this guy's a prick." Yeah, exactly. They, they you, know you. You you, know? you get to be yourself. You get you know you established. Okay, I played here and I played pretty well. Now I get to build off that, and you have that same core group of guys. Obviously, you'll have some newcomers mm-hmm. too. But yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It's. Something no, to build off of, I'm, something I'm to look je- forward to. I'm jealous of him. I'm excited for his year to come here because he, he's going to enjoy this next year when he's like knows everyone and like he feels at home. It's going to be tough for him not to re-sign. I'm excited to see what happens because I know they're going to want to re-sign him. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know how many how many years are you still got in the old tank. But I think we'll you got see. many years in the tank. It's just whether or not you want to do it or not. Has has that thought like crossed your mind? You know, what's your next step? That kind of stuff. Yeah, like whenever I talk to someone, like I'd say, like if they ask, like how much longer are you gonna play? It's always like I'll play. I got this year, and then for sure one one or one after. Yeah, and then like. From there on, I'll figure it out. But I, I have no idea. Like, yeah, yeah. But you're in, you're in a little different spot from a lot of guys who go. You know, there's a lot of guys who go play. They play over in Europe, and you know, they're making forty to fifty grand a year. You're playing in the Swedish league. You're making real money over there. It's. How do you uh, how do you end that? It would be stupid for you to end that, you know, because if you get a job over in America, you're not going to make yeah. what you're making now. Yeah. Um, you're you're just not going to do that. So why would you ever end it when you're making that amount and you're playing at that level you're playing at and enjoying as much as you are? Why would you ever quit? Because because once you end up do retiring, it's like uh, Ohms. Holmes played over there for years, you know, and he doesn't he doesn't really have to work now per se because he he made those contracts yeah. and he played that well. You know, if you play over there for so many years, there's almost a grace period to where you have to figure it out once you come back. You know, you have years to figure out what you want to, you know, what you want to occupy your time when you get back because 
even if you did make enough money to retire, you're you're gonna be bored as fuck retiring. You're gonna have nothing to do. Fuck. 100%. Even if you, even if TikTok. you, TikTok, yeah, yeah. Yourself, hop on meth, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> meth, TikTok, and golf. Like, yeah. <laughs> even if you made, even if you made a hundred million dollars last year, and you're like, oh, I got enough money to retire. Yeah, you do, but what the hell are you gonna do the yeah. rest of your time? No. You know, you gotta, I hear you. You gotta find something that fucking, you know, you you find interesting and can keep your days a little busy. Yeah. No, I but agree. You, I mean, you put in the work, you put in the time, the practice, and you know you're you're not a tall guy, you're not a big guy, so you've obviously put in the, all the time and the practice and outside of the rink, on the rink, to what you do to be able to get to the spot. Um, it's pretty cool to me to see you know someone who works that hard at things and and sticks with that long. I'm excited to see what you do. Everyone who does it, you know, like we had Ryan Duncan over here. He played so many years over in Europe. Yeah. made a ton of money. He's working a job now just to stay active. You know, I'm I'm sure yeah. he doesn't need the money. Like he, he made plenty of money over there. And um, it's just fun to see those hockey players that, that have that opportunity that work so hard and, and get the opportunity to just come back here and kind of do what they want to do, you know. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see how the body holds up. Got yeah. hit, gotten hit in the head a lot, so <laughs> see how many more times I want to get hit in the head. Well, well the body's going to hold up a little longer in that Swedish league yeah. than the American league. If you're Absolutely. Play, if you're playing the American league that long, your oh, body the, is just descending. Hopping on the bone rattler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Getting on the bone rattler for eight hours. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. we're playing tomorrow at noon. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So you're taking care of the body a little more, and and yeah, the body's something you got to take care of when Mm -hmm. you get older. Yeah, it's not the same. I just watched that. uh, Have you guys seen that Tony Hawk documentary? No, on what? HBO. Nope. I suggest everyone watches this Tony Hawk documentary on HBO because it's 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 probably taught it's probably the best documentary i have ever watched really it is because tony hawk he starts as a young kid and everyone's just you know scolding him like you're an idiot skateboarding this much no one likes skateboarding so tony hawk he gets rich skateboarding everyone knows him everyone in america is like ah we don't care about skateboarding anymore so he gets poor again he's dead broke his wife divorces him. Why are you still skating, Tony? You got to do something else. Keep skateboarding. It it builds again. So he goes like this. Roller coaster starts building again. He gets up the food chain. He's getting paid $50 million to skateboard. He's just like, this is insane. <laughs> and it's so cool to see him rise that rank and you're like you're watching you're watching the documentary and you're like oh god good for tony like this is unbelievable <laughs> tony made it and you're like god hopefully he quits after this because the whole documentary you're watching like how they skateboard and how they do these tricks and they're just injuring themselves weekly nuts like, they're trying all these tricks and just killing themselves weekly like trying to rant, land these tricks and they're just getting injured and he finally lands the one trick. He's like, I gotta keep going. Keeps going. He reaches the top where he's getting paid fifty million dollars or whatever. 
And everyone's like, oh, thank God. Tony made it. He's done. And Tony just keeps fucking skateboarding. <laughs> so so what's the, what's the um, ultimate point? Are you telling Clues to, to ride the roller coaster? Or are you Go telling him to leave die. out on top? Well, I'm, I, I think... I don't think he should. This is far from the top, by the way. Yeah, like this ain't the top where I'm at. Like it's good, but no, guys, no, no. I ain't at the top. Yeah, my my point is don't don't listen to don't, don't listen to the haters. Don't listen yeah. to the haters. You know the idiots. You know the people who are telling Tony Hawk not to skate anymore. <laughs> I like it. Don't fucking listen to those people. They don't they don't know what you're up to. You know they don't understand it. They don't get it. <laughs> But then Tony, it was it was funny in the Tony Hawk documentary. They they get all these guys from when they were eighteen, and they're all 50, 60 years old, and they get all the original skateboarders, and they're like, "Yeah, let's remake this clip, this video that we made that made us so much money back in the day when we're sixty, and they remade it, which was nasty. But anyways, they're all in the same skate, they're all in the same skate park, and. After they remake the video, they're all skateboarding together. And Tony Hawk's like, there's no cameras around. There's like one camera. And Tony's just got this competitive itch. He's like, I got to land this. <laughs> so they're all like grandpas. Like this guy's talking, this old skateboard. He's like, I'm a fucking grandpa. I can't keep doing this. And Tony's out there just fucking giving it. <laughs> and it shows Tony when he's like 50 years old. He's just absolutely flying through the air, trying this trick, just falling every time eventually ends up slamming his head on the slamming his head on the on the skate park helmet comes off everyone comes down he doesn't even remember who he is he, does, he can't say his name he can't say any any word he's like 50 years old everyone's like tony you gotta stop doing this <laughs> and the end of the the end of the doc he's trying the fucking trick again by himself at 55 years old or whatever and he fucking lands it and everyone's just like, ah. It's, it's fucking insane. And then it ends with Tony and all the skateboarders, like, yeah, all our, you know, all our family and stuff. They're they're telling us to quit skateboarding because it's dangerous and skateboarding will kill us. There's nothing else that's gonna kill us other than skateboarding. We'll keep skateboarding until it kills us. Dedication, baby. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It's like the most motivational thing you've ever seen. You're like, this is. <laughs> Those guys are just fucking sick. That makes you want to strap on the skates again. What do you think, Clues? <laughs> Not a bad thing. Hop back in. Clues, after hearing this, he might be playing. To, we're going to be interviewing 55 him. fucking yeah. rocking we're around. Gonna, we're going to be interviewing Clues in like 10 years, and he's playing still the playing. League. <laughs> yeah. Not oh, bad. Yeah, just paying to play. <laughs> well, if he's like, Justin, get out of the game. <laughs> no, we... uh. We support you. Obviously, you're a golf. You know, we have our rivalries, but uh, uh, the hockey world is is small, and and we appreciate you jumping on with us. Obviously, you know, um, you're a big hockey name in the Minnesota world. Don't forget it. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Don't worry, he won't, it. don't worry, he won't forget it. No. <laughs> yeah. I know Clouser. Oh. You know, he brings it up all the time. You know, I'm the pride of Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you guys got the rings here. Yeah. I don't need to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you put McDavid on his backside? Yeah, we won't go over that again. It's uh, it's embarrassing. You know, McDavid's playing his first playoff game tonight. Let's not. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's not break down from his night. We don't need to take anything from that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, close. thanks for coming on, man. It's been a great time. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Well, we'll see you next week, listeners. Week episode twenty, episode twenty, and that episode twenty next week, listeners. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>